the progression of people is not only dependent on the people who need it the most. Everyone has the opportunity to reach down and give a hand up. This is the strategy inside everything. I'm Adam Pierno. All right, welcome back to another episode of The Strategy Inside Everything. We are in for a barn burner today. I am bringing back a conversation that is born of me aimlessly scrolling Twitter and then popping up in someone's DMs like a creep asking questions. Is that exactly what happened? You can say yes or no. Yes, that's exactly what happened. (laughs) (laughs) Today, we are joined by someone who's doing something amazing. And what we're going to talk about is how do you keep the amazing part going when the not so amazing details are, pop up in your path. Um, I have Asia Hakeman, who is serving two roles. She is a senior art director at the amazing Venables Bell and Partners in San Francisco. But while there, she was inspired to create Fellow, where she is the founder and CD. And I want Asia, if you wouldn't mind, tell people what fellow is. I think they know what a senior art director is, but I don't yeah. think, I think fellow is a new idea that is, uh, I would love to hear your thoughts on, on what it is and how you came up with it. Yeah. So fellow is an app-based professional community for women in advertising. The name, although I know is masculine is part of the reason I selected it. Uh, I do get a bit of head turns when I say that the name of a platform designed for women is fellow, I really liked that play on words. The definition of fellow is the member of a learned society or mm-hmm. one of the definitions and, and it's masculine. And I thought that that was intriguing. And I liked the idea of regendering a word that had been historically gendered. I like it. I think the whole brand you've built around it is really smart. It all, it all makes sense around that idea of stealing that word and saying, no, it doesn't mean what you think it means. Yeah. Yeah. I also think that the space for platforms and communities that are directed towards women tend to be extremely feminine. And I think that they have built really interesting brands and ideas. But I kind of when I looked at the space and I looked at where I could fit in in something like that, it felt like a good opportunity to go in a, in a completely different direction. Uh, rather than pursue the kind of standard naming conventions that can exist in 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 this uh, in this space for women, so I just wanted something completely different. Yeah, and we're getting sidetracked like right off the bat, so I knew that Sorry. was going to happen, but it's good. <laughs> the I noticed the photography, the style that's on the the website itself, uh, thefellowapp.com, is really it, it was interesting to me because it is kind of like what I think of as the Instagram mm. um, fashion kind of photography. And it does a good job of clearly it is a, women are the subject, but it doesn't feel like it's for girls, ladies, pay attention. This is for you. Yes. What's so funny is I, I grew up and I hated pink because I thought that I should because I, you know, didn't want to be perceived as a girly girl. And now that I'm in my 30s, I'm like, hell yeah, pink. Right. Oh, yeah. It's yours. Uh, <laughs> but no, it was really funny. I have become friends over years with the woman who shot my wedding. 
because we're around the same age and I see the things that she's doing and she started to get into more editorial work. And this has been, Building Fellow has been a series of favors, essentially. And so I hit her up, her name's Kara Robbins, and I sent her a few mood boards and I, I, wanted, I wanted it to feel different than how apps are traditionally marketed. It's very sterile. It can lean heavily on illustration styles that feel very tech. And I wanted something that had humanity and was stylish and was welcoming and was warm. So we actually shot those photos in my living room with friends that I had recruited. And one of the flashbulbs started to catch on fire. (laughs) And Did you take that as an omen at that point? Like, oh, uh, shit, what have I gotten into? Yes, I should have probably at the time. I learned something about everyone that day because I looked around and everyone was just staring at it. And I thought I should probably do something. (laughs) (laughs) That slow motion. The car is filling up with water. We better act here. Yeah. And then afterwards, we just kind of kept going, which has actually been the exact trajectory of the entire process of fellow. (laughs) This is, that is perfect dovetail. So tell me, tell me the, the, the moment that it crystallized for you to, to go build this. Was there a moment or has it just been a, a, a journey that you always had it in the back of your mind? It was a bit of both. It was a bit of both. I had been really lucky at my first agency to have a handful of male mentors who were crucial to my career development. I mean, when I got into advertising, I got in through an internship. I didn't have a portfolio. I didn't really know how an art director was different than a graphic designer. I didn't really know what advertising was. I'd come from publishing where I was designing newspaper ads for local newspapers. And to me, I just thought that that was, I thought that I was doing advertising. And so I had a few male mentors who kind of saw potential in me and were writing headlines for my spec work and were teaching me about the political dynamic of the industry and why you could or couldn't do some certain things or, or why relationships were the way that they were. And so it was extremely, extremely helpful and crucial at the time. And then as I rose and uh, I moved away from them and we went to different agencies and I didn't have that support system anymore. And as you rise in the industry, you're relationships and experiences become much more nuanced. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're when you're a junior, you're concerned with certain things, which is get your shit done and eat free dinner. Uh, right. And, and, and everybody's had that. Everybody in the industry has survived that experience to yeah. a certain extent. So it's easy when you're at that point to find someone who's a little bit more senior that can help show you the ropes of the, how to navigate the, or this is how you get your coupon for free pizza. Exactly. Exactly. So as I started to to rise and 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 experience the industry in a really nuanced way, I I was talking to my because we're still very close. I was talking to one of my male mentors, and um, I was describing to him something that had happened, a comment that was made, and it was really irking me. And so I was talking to him about it, and he said, "You know, I don't know how to help you because I've never experienced that." And I was like, "Oh." Yeah, you're like, I need more, someone else that has experienced this. Yeah. I need someone who has had it. And then that probably, did you start out? Did you project forward? Like, I probably will have more experiences <laughs> yes. that, that none of these guys 
have have really dealt with. Yeah, yeah. And so when he said that, it was it was it was a lightning bulb for me. And other things were happening that time, like I was getting close to my review, and I really wanted to ask for a raise. And you know, although he had tips, I, I wanted to talk to a woman. Not to tangent, but I, I read this book, The Confidence Code recently. And so when I was thinking back on my journey with fellow, it all kind of made sense to me because women are afraid to ask for the things that they want. We don't think that we're doing a good job when we are, we have problems standing up for us. Like all the things that I know, but I didn't know until I read this book and I saw myself in it. Right. And men don't struggle as much with those things. We men and women approach sensitive topics so differently. And I think, you know, as influential and helpful and crucial as my male mentors have been, there are certain scenarios where I just, I just wanted the perspective of a woman. I wanted someone who understood my hesitations and my perceived limitations and all of the nuances that go on with how we think. How did you turn it from the, I have this perspective and I think these, this is something I want into the idea for fellow? Like, when did you say, oh, this must, other, other women must be experiencing the same thing, feel the same way. And why is it so ding dang hard to connect to another, yeah. another woman as a mentor? Well, I looked around and I wanted an outside perspective. And so, you know, even if you have an amazing support system within your agency, sensitive conversations are sensitive and mm-hmm. you might not feel comfortable going to someone who's even your friend or your colleague. Like you might want that outside perspective. So I went and I tried to find different different avenues that could help facilitate that connection for me. And general networking platforms felt general. You couldn't just reach out to someone and say, hi, my name's Aisha and my review's in two days. Here's my work history. What do you think I should do? Yeah, right. fix it for me. Go. <laughs> um, they would be like, who's this crazy person? And so <laughs> I thought, okay, there's there's the professional networking platforms, which have a place, but there's nothing that is leaning really heavily, not in advertising, uh, into learning about career development. And so that felt like the gap. And so I went to, now he's my business partner and fellow. At the time, he was my colleague at Venables. His name is Christoph. And he was um, helping run new business. And I just really respected his determination and the way he thought about things and in meetings he just was super smart and and I trusted him so I I literally remember I pulled him into a conference room and I was like I have a business idea and you need to tell me if it's good or bad (laughs) that's such a there's so much value in that somebody who would be like no that is terrible (laughs) and so I was like you know I feel like there's this thing where women could connect and learn and and there's not really something that exists right now. Like, is it a website? You know, what is it? And I didn't have anything back then. It was literally just a thought in my head. And the first thing out of his mouth was, I love it and I want to help you. Oh, that's awesome. We're off to the races. Now I have to ask you an ironic question. Are you prepared for this question? I am. So you you wanted a female mentor. (laughs) You were going to build a female mentoring tool. Yep. You went to a dude. Yep. Well, I'll say that I think that the progression of people is not only dependent on the people who need it the most. Of course. Everyone has the opportunity to <laughs> reach down and give a hand up. Yep. So when I was thinking about fellow, I was thinking about the people who 
I knew I could trust and who I thought were smart and who could help me bring it to life. Because at that point, it wasn't about optics. It was about the right people and the right minds who could help me do it. Absolutely. And someone that you knew would get the idea and be able to tell you honestly, is it good or bad? Exactly. And Christoph, being in new business, saddled across from a lot of potential clients. He sees people in the C-suite all the time. And he knew better than anyone that once you get to a certain level, there aren't a lot of women in the room. And right. I think that it it's an incredible story and credit to him for not saying, yeah, that's cool. You should do that. That, that feels like it would be really great for women. But yeah, to be like, or that you, you should go, do you it. should do that. He, he wanted to do it together. And, and I think anyone who's willing to help the progress of others that doesn't directly help themselves, that's a good person. Absolutely. So, and he was the one who, because uh, once he said, yes, I was like, great. Then it feels like a thing. Now what? Right. <laughs> so we agree this should be built. See oh. you tomorrow. Yeah. Can we talk a little bit about uh, Venable's spell who helped yeah. bring this thing to life and how that, how that all transpired? Yeah, so it was him who said, we should take this to Venable's. They're going back to the, to the trust thing. They know us. They know our hearts. They know our intentions. We know their hearts, we know their intentions. And when it comes to something sensitive like this, where you are essentially going in and saying, hey, I wanna talk to women outside of this building about this job. Right. Could be an uncomfortable thing for some leadership to hear. And to Venables's credit. It's a vulnerable position to put yourself in. Yeah, well, and even, Paul is a man, Paul Venables and Will McGinnis, my amazing ECD, is a man. And, and you're asking them to kind of take a leap of faith with you because you're saying, I experienced this and you need to trust me that other women are experiencing this too. Mm -hmm. It's an incredibly brave thing to do. Also incredibly brave to allow someone who has no experience building apps, <laughs> no experience, <laughs> To sign off and say yes, I believe you can do this. <laughs> but it's but the let's let's so this goes right to the confidence code. You're, it's not about the app, although the app is part of it. The, it's about the vision for the the gap that you see in the ability for someone like yourself who is achieving the kind of the kind of people that agencies want, male or female, that are driven, that are performing that are looking north and saying, I want to get to the next level in the right, most constructive, positive way. Mm -hmm. That's the people agencies want. Yeah. And the app is a byproduct of, well, that'll be the way that we connect the people who fill, who meet that description and we can really help a lot of people using the app. But yeah. my guess is, I haven't spoken to anybody from Venables who, who decided to partner. My guess is that they chose, they were backing you because you're you, not because, you know, they were like, well, who cares? You know, she's never built an app. So what? She's got this vision for what she wants to achieve. Yeah. I mean, they have a lot of faith in their employees. Um, I've been here now four and a half years, so they know me and I know them, but they 
really believe in their employees. They, they, they help a lot of employees with personal projects and, and things like that. So in that way, it's surprising and it's not surprising. I mean, we, we knew going to them that there could be a better chance that we could have a shot at this thing than if we just went and pursued VC money. And the other thing is they want to do things for the industry that affect more than just the people within their walls, right? Because that makes the entire industry better. Yes. I think what we realized in a planning session when we, so we presented to them and they said yes. And then there were some meetings where we were like, all right, so what is this thing? And it it was kind of another light bulb moment where it was like, the industry cannot progress if we are talking to ourselves in our own walls. It's, it's not the way forward. It, right. it stifles progress. And there are certain things to be competitive about in this industry. The progress of people is not one of those things. We should not be looking to compete with one another to advance. Yep. Once we had that nugget, and that's what we knew was the guiding light for what fellow was going to become, this, this idea that we are stronger when we open agency doors, even though that's scary to leadership, that's the most powerful thing in the world. And that, that is what will really have the opportunity to make a difference. So, and I think that that's a huge testament to, to Venables and, and, and they're, they're the way they look at the world. Like I remember <laughs> when we first pitched this, Paul Venables said, so you want me to invest in an app for women to be able to talk to other women through the industry and then potentially forge relationships with them and potentially leave? Yeah. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, okay. Yeah. Because you could tell just from the way they embrace the idea that that's not a legitimate concern. And if they're the kind of people that you're describing, people are not running away from there. We've both probably worked at the places that people run away from and they don't sound like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This sounds yeah. like the opposite. Of that. <laughs> no, it's a, I can imagine it being a tough thing. Like, like we we're saying, it's a competitive industry and yeah. um, it's, it's feeling weird right now. And everyone is, has this kind of gloomy sense of where our future is going and, to have the opportunity to to partner with them and have them champion this in the way that they have and invest in it in the way that they have. I know this process, I've come out the other end much more hopeful than I went in. Let's talk about this because I don't feel like you're all the way through. Oh. <laughs> you're, you're through where you've gotten, you've gotten very far, but I feel like we're still early days in, in fellow the, the software tool. And yeah. fellows, the community is not as mature. Like it, it is going to bloom, but I don't think it's fully bloomed yet. So when I, yeah. when I reached out to you was, I, were, are you still in what you consider beta or have you come through beta? Yeah, so we're probably going to be in beta for a while. I think we used the beta language when we initially were testing the product because it just was more familiar to people. I think what we initially did was actually our MVP when we... Um, first launched this soft launched it in in April and we were asking for beta testers. Like that was actually more of our MVP to just say, Hey, we have this idea. We've built something simple. Is there an appetite? Should we continue? 
Right. And I think I, I sent out a tweet and I just said, Hey, I built this thing. I would love your feedback. I'm looking for beta testers. And I got 125 emails in 24 hours. Yeah. Uh, it was insane. I mean, Colleen DeCourcy replied to my tweet and I was like, all right, well. Yeah, we can, we can retire if that happens. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so it was exciting. It was exciting. And I think at that point, I probably thought I was a lot closer than I was. Well, it was a, it was a solid proof of concept though, right? At that point, you said, okay, the demand. Now we know that exists. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of work to do still. I mean, I, I work a lot in TV, so I think what I've, hindsight 2020, there is a, a big discrepancy, I think, in the way we expect our apps to function. Because when an app gets in our hands, like an Instagram or an Uber or a whatever, that thing's been tested beyond belief by mm -hmm. hundreds of people. It's got UX designers, it's got 25 brilliant brains thinking about how your fingers feel on the buttons. It was me. <laughs> <laughs> and I recruited um, a UX designer, Genevieve Cruz, who was actually formerly finance at Venables, <laughs> who had left to do a UX boot camp. And so when we, when fellow got approved, Gary, our CFO, said, you know, you should really hit up Genevieve. I know she's trying to do uh, UX now. And I was like, great. That sounds like a safe and cheap option. And so it was, it's a win-win. Yeah. Win -win. Uh, she needs something for her book and I need someone to explain to me what UX is. <laughs> and it was, it was actually amazing because we were both learning and there was no wrong questions. Like we were allowed to be as dumb as we needed together in order to understand how to push this thing forward. Isn't that um, the, that's the, almost describes the point of fellow to begin with is the, the permission to be in a safe place where you could just ask the dumb questions and not be judged. Right. Or not have someone raise their eyebrow at you, at you saying, I don't know, cause I've never been there. Right. So I remember we, we handed off our first wireframes to the developer. We're getting super excited about it. And they were like, this looks great. Um, you have no home button. You have no menu. You have no back buttons. There's no way to contact anyone from the platform. <laughs> we were like, mm-hmm, taking you're notes. Like, you're like, we knew, we knew that, all those things. Totally. Well, it, it is really insane when you think about how, when you use apps, it's so, it's the thinking is so seamless and it's not a mistake. And it's actually so seamless that when you sit down to do it, it really sheds a light on what amazing UX feels like because right. it is hard. It's really hard. Well, you have to think about every possible direction somebody could go from every interaction. Exactly. Yeah, it was, it was intense. And, and every step of the way, I'm, I'm learning a new thing that I didn't know was complex. I think that's been the biggest piece of learning that I've had to do, which is, well, why can't we slide from screen to screen? Because that takes hours and hours cost money. Right. Oh, but I can do it on my other apps. Yeah. Or, you know, why can't when I type in my city, it automatically populate? Well, because you have to bring in Google and that takes time and that takes money and 
all of these assumptions that I think if I had, I think if I'd really known what went into this, I probably would have been too scared to pursue it. Really? Do you think that's true? I really think that's true. Yeah. Yeah. But now you're, you're whatever percentage of the way through a mature app, right? Who knows? There's no way out. Yeah. So, <laughs> so when you get, so what I reached out to you because you posted a review that you got of the app from someone who used it in their very early stages, complaining yeah, about some, some feature. Yeah. And I thought, well, that's such a shit thing to do to somebody who's trying to build this bigger, bigger vision mm. that needs to be built. And you're going to nitpick like this, the shape of the button or whatever the complaint was. It's like, what are you doing? What, what kind of a psychotic person are you? Well, I want the mentor, but really what I want is to be able to have a form <laughs> that is comfortable for my thumb. I mean, I think in advertising, you're going to learn that everyone's got opinions. Oh, I've never noticed this before. <laughs> <laughs> if you've ever, like I have made the mistake of reading the YouTube comments under a spot that you made, you're going to, not everyone's going to like it. And I actually you seem like weirdly comfortable with this. It's been a lot of searching. Yeah. In my okay. soul. Okay. I've also stopped reading the YouTube comments, which has been very helpful. That's helpful um, for everybody, whether you're creating things or not. Yes. You know, look, I think that their criticisms were valid. I agree. It's not, it's not there. And I think the route we've chosen is um, we didn't pursue VC money. So we don't have the luxury of an insane amount of trial and error, right? Like we, we can't just throw money at it and hope that it works. Right. I'm not necessarily that type anyways. Through the beta process, we did polls. We reached out. I think I talked to users two to four times a week about what they thought was cool and where it could go. And um, it was a community process. It was very communal in the sense that um, since Venables gave me so much freedom, it, it actually allowed me the space to not be scared that I didn't know what I was doing because I was allowed the process that I needed to work through things, which is yeah. sometimes a poll on Twitter. <laughs> right, right, right. It's whatever's going to get you the fastest information that you can count on Yeah. for yeah. To, to make a valid decision in that case. Yeah. And so I think what I've learned in the past, so we've been live now for what day is it? Uh, we've been live now for a month today. Yeah. Uh, and I think what now I'm, I'm up against is this luxury that we have with our apps and, and how high the expectation is. I think maybe if it was 10 years ago or five years ago, uh, something that was simple, that was a beta that had potential, but wasn't quite there. I mean, you think about where Reddit started, where it's, right. and where now they've maintained that aesthetic and maybe they've changed a little as time has gone on, but the being very bare bones and very simple in right. their function is kind of the approach we took. And, you know, someone said to me early on that I know is not a secret, but you know, if you wait till your product is perfect, you've launched too late. And so I really took that to heart because I wanted it to be communal because the other thing is, is I can have a sense of what I think women want, but I actually don't know. And so 
I'm not just going to go off for three years and build something that's super complex and complete and come back and be like, I hope this is what you need. Um, I really wanted, I wanted women to feel like we were building this thing together and it was being done for the right reasons and starting simple and, and starting really targeted is, is how we're, we're going about building it. Cause I think that that's how you get to something that at the end in two years, you can look back and say, wow, we really knew that everything we did every step of the way was exactly what needed to get done to get us to the next point. Right. And you don't, you wouldn't know what the next point was going to be until you, until you got to the previous one. Right. Right. Are, so, is that the feedback you're kind of getting is our, our users giving you that same feedback that it's buggy, but I, I like having a voice in how it's working or I'm just happy it exists. And here's a, here's an issue or yeah. is it mostly just kind of people just screaming at the walls because. No, it's been, well, I've been lucky to have a, a small group of a hundred or so people who have been really great beta testers and who through Twitter, I've tried to cultivate this, this sense of, you know, I don't have all the answers. (laughs) I I have this vision and to be honest, you're going to need to help me a little bit to, to get it there because everyone who we talked to, and when we were at the 3% conference, we had a little table set up and every person who comes over and, and learns about it is like, yes, this is what I need. This is what I want. I've never had a female mentor or I have, and I would love to know different perspectives from someone outside of my agency. So the, it's agreed that something of this shape is right and necessary. And how, I, do, you, how do you stay focused on that? Yes. That you get the vision. People say, yes. How do you mm-hmm. remain focused and optimistic about that when you get to one of those steps where you say, ah, this isn't as good as I want, or the user says, I've tried this and it's, you know, it's, it's not working f- absolutely flawlessly like a fully polished right. uh, VC-backed startup. Is that, is, how discouraging is that? I think it's hard. I mean, I think I, I, I'm a positive person. I think positively. I've, I've actually described this process is like a roller coaster where you're going up to the, to the tip where you're going to go down the big drop. And it's like, like a, a tick, 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 tick. Yeah. and you can feel it in your stomach. Like the anxiety is there in your stomach, but you're kind of excited, but you don't know what's going to happen next. <laughs> I'm like, right. Coming off. To- I'm like right about to free fall. That's a good, that's a good description. I've tried to have the mindset that no matter what, take one step forward, no matter what, there's no going back at this point. We're too far down. This is needed. People want it. Everything else is what will happen and I can't control it. And I can only learn as fast as I can and build as fast as I can and hope and pray and finger cross that people will believe in the idea of it enough to come along the journey with me and give me the room to learn. Um, you know, even I learned sketch because, uh, you know, Genevieve has, we all have full-time jobs and she's not always available. So I learned sketch and I started to do the wireframes and I was doing the budgeting and, you know, it's just the three of us. So, um, I think I have to take 
the criticism is number one valid because if I just close my ears and say, la, 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 it's good. People like it. It's not going to improve. It's not going to improve. This is, this is the, the, what you're going through with the app itself is the metaphor for women trying to find mentors. Like they know, everybody knows this needs to happen. Yeah. There's some sort of things in place, but they're not imperfect, way imperfect, right? They're not yeah. all the way there. And right. you've built this app and you're getting the feedback that says that people are saying, I'm trying to get a mentor yeah. and this piece of functionality is not optimal for me to do that. And you're like, no, no kidding. Look at society. Like it's no, <laughs> this industry is totally not yeah. perfect for that. That's the problem. Yeah. And the, the app is like the perfect mirror for that. Isn't that, is, have you had that thought? No, no, that is interesting. I've just always thought of that flashbulb being on fire. Just- I would, that would probably sear in my memory as well. And I'll be thinking about that for a while as well. <laughs> I'm just trying to run at this thing as fast as I can until I either fail or it works. Yeah. Well, what it, when it, let's talk about what it works looks like. Because, because you could argue that if, if a handful of people make meaningful connections to mentors that help them, mm-hmm. That could be success. Yeah. You know, but that's, that's me with my um, rose colored glasses on being yeah. a little, being a little glib and not having any skin in this game. What is, what do you think of as success? Like, I know you have a master vision. Mm. Success to me looks like a robust user base that the product is working for. So if someone has like I was saying, a review or an interview that they are preparing for. And it's as simple as I'm a creative. Like I, I see this question all the time. I'm a creative. Can I wear jeans? But I don't want to be too stuffy. You have to like, you don't want to be too stuffy, but you still want to be like cool. You want to be professional. It's like, right. it's a real question. If someone can go on and, and identify someone who said, yes, I can help in interview interviewing and then contact that person and get the answer they needed and then go in and get that interview. And that happens on a mass scale. What's bigger than that? Right. Uh, Because I think, I think where we were also getting lost is every woman I've talked to, especially in senior leadership is I want to help. I want to mentor. I don't have the time. I think that on top of everything else, senior leadership and women in leadership are dealing with, the idea of mentorship feels really heavy. Like it feels like dating, right? Like I even know that when I asked my, my friend Ryan to be my mentor, I literally took him out to lunch and I was like, um, so we've been friends for a few years now and you really helped me with my book. And I was just wondering if you would like be my mentor. You're like, hands are sweaty. You're like, uh, uh, sorry to spring this on you. I hope you're on the same page. I feel like this has gone really well. You gave him Um, a note. Do you, do you want to be my mentor? Yes. No, maybe. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And so I, it, it felt like there has to be something in between the dating version and not doing anything at all. Right. When you just think about text message or, or a functionality that can feel like text message that you can literally be on the train or in between meetings or you have a free hour and you can just pop off a few answers. Yeah. Then those little micro, those cracks of life moments, those little micro interactions, I think when you multiply that times 500 or a thousand can start to feel significant. Yeah. So you're, you're scaling the opportunity for, for women in this business to be able to have those interactions. Yeah. 
yeah. especially crossing think, agency lines where it, it can be impossible to find someone who's able to answer the question you're dealing with. Right. And I think, again, it's not necessarily about saying, you know, men can't and shouldn't mentor women. They can and they should. It's about those scenarios where the reality is like you just need someone to, to give you advice sometimes that it has had shared experiences and who has had relatable experiences and who understands your thought process because it's different. It's yeah. different. And I would, I would even replace, you said the word need, I would replace the word prefer. Yeah. Like I think you have, you should have a choice. And if you're, because there's so, I don't want to say there's so few women at the top, but the number of females at the top does tend to decrease. Yeah. <laughs> um, it becomes harder and harder to, if you have that preference, it becomes harder and harder to make that choice on your own. You kind of deal with whoever's around. Yeah. I, I also think that there's the misconception that mentoring needs to come from like a creative director and a, to a junior. Right. Where I don't think that's the case. A lot of my learning has happened with women who are one step ahead of me, who just experienced how you ask for that next title bump or how you start to approach client meetings because it's so fresh to them. So I actually think what we're, where we're also getting lost is not only the, the concern of the time investment, but it's also that you don't have to make these huge leaps in leadership to get the guidance you need. It's actually probably more beneficial to learn peer to peer. And um, like one of the things is no one is a mentor or a mentee on the platform, which we had a lot of debate around, a lot of debate. And even some people wanted to be mentors or mentees and, and maybe we'll in the future be able to have some clear identification. But I think the idea that everyone has something to teach and everyone has something to learn will work much quicker for all of us than these kind of more traditional notions of mentorship. Right. And forcing people into a corner at the very first interaction. Are you here to be a mentor or a mentee? And it's like, well, today this, but tomorrow maybe that. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe there's something, just throwing it out there, someone in leadership can learn from a junior. I, which now is, that, that's crazy talk. I know. I won't stand well, for this. It's kind of too, <laughs> thinking about Venables' investment in this, I think sometimes when we have these major systematic issues across the industries, we all kind of look at leadership where good ideas, we should know, can come from anywhere. Yep. So you might be neglecting a whole group of people that who are experiencing some of these issues firsthand who might have a clear notion of what needs to change in order to actually progress to the next step. And so again, I, I, I appreciate their risk taking. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for making time. I, I, uh, I really appreciate it. You're doing two jobs right now while we're talking. So yeah. Um, thank you for making time to talk. Of course. Thank you for having me. Hey, where can people find fellow? It's the, I know there's the fellowapp.com is the website, but is it on all it's on every platform or is it iOS only? It's iOS only. Great. We're still growing. It's your We're highest, it's it. your biggest adopted uh, platform, especially yep. for your people in this industry. Exactly. Data shows. I know. And so, yes, you can find us on the app store, fellow community. It is a paid service. Don't apologize for that. Oh. It, it's a valuable service. But just know that we want to reinvest in it and we want to make sure that this thing is productive and useful. So, I don't think it should be expected that someone has a great idea that offers value and therefore it's free. I know. I'm fighting. I know. I do the same thing. 
<laughs> it's a valuable idea, so put a value on it. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I know. I know it feels like, oh, I don't want to tell people it costs money. But You're getting a sense of how I am in negotiation, like pay negotiations as well. <laughs> I 1 trillion percent identify. I'm the same way. So I get it. I get it. So that wasn't me talking down to you. That was me like, picture me as your inner monologue instead. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. what I would have said the same thing. Like, I'm sorry, but I have to charge you for this. I'm yeah. so sorry, but yeah. I need to build push notifications. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much for joining. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much. All right. Wait, don't stop listening. The show's not over. If you liked what you just heard, or you've liked any of the episodes of the strategy inside everything, do me a favor. I really appreciate it. Leave a review wherever you listen to the show, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever, please leave us a rating and a review. Please, if you can, share this episode or another episode with a friend. Let them know what you liked about it. Uh, that helps us quite a bit. If you have ideas for guests, for topics, follow up on episodes you've heard, you can tweet at us, at APierno, that's me, or at strategy underscore inside, that's the show. Either way, I promise I will respond to you and get back to you right away. And listen, running this show is a labor of love. I really do it just because I enjoy the conversations, but it does cost money. So web hosting costs money. Microphones cost money. My kids' haircuts cost money. If you wouldn't mind, look at our Patreon. It's Patreon, uh, Adam Pierno there, and you could help us out quite a bit. For more information about all the guests we've had, anything you want to know about the podcast, uh, my two books, Underthink It in Specific, or ways to engage with me as a strategy consultant or as a speaker at your next event, please go to adampierno.com and you'll find all the information you want. And if you can't, just send me a note. Thanks a lot.